0: I'm El Lucina, and this is Going to L, a podcast about the comedy scene in Charlotte, North Carolina. This podcast is by comedians for comedians. I perform improv and stand-up comedy in the Charlotte area, and my goal with this podcast is to help other comedians in my hometown to make the comedy scene better. I will be interviewing comedians and producers and talk about the local comedy scene. My hope is that we can lift each other up with helpful information, increase awareness of what's out there in Charlotte, and have a few laughs. My guest today performs all over the surrounding area and hosts two open mics in Charlotte, one of them here at Starlight on 22nd. He was voted Comedian of the Year by Queen City Nerve in 2022 and has the prettiest eyes I've ever seen. Please welcome Jordan Sentry. Hey, hey, thank you for having me on. I'm in L. <laughs> Going
1: to L. I went to L. And, and right. you deserve it.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me.
1: <laughs> so this was my first open mic. Awesome. Thank you for it, choosing us. It was. And it wasn't my choice. Okay. I'll be, I'll <laughs> okay. be honest. <laughs> okay. How, how, how did this happen? So I was taking a comedy class, and my instructor, Jason Allen King, mm-hmm. uh, who teaches stand-up comedy, Said, you know, we got some homework. We got a little field trip. What I want you to do, okay. I want you to do an open mic. And he suggested this open mic first for us to do. Now, there's a lot of open mics in Charlotte. There are, yeah, that's correct. So, what makes this open mic special?
2: You know, I think what makes this open mic special is that there are people in the room listening to you that aren't comedians mm-hmm. as well. That, that can be kind of rare for a comedy open mic. You know, depending on where you go, it's just uh, a bunch of comedians laughing at each other's jokes or not laughing at each other's yeah, jokes, depending on Yeah, usually there's a nod. That's yeah, the applause you nod, get. You know, some of them are outside smoking. But no, this <laughs> Starlight is great because it, it draws a consistent audience every Tuesday. And so that when comedians mm-hmm. are working on jokes, you know, they're on stage and they're looking for that, real-time feedback from a real audience. You can get that here.
1: Yeah, and I'm new to stand-up. I've, I've done a lot of improv in the past, but stand-up uh, is interesting to me because you know you really do have to start doing the open mics to learn the craft. Mm-hmm. And I've done uh, maybe a dozen of them in different places, and uh, Starlight I keep coming back to because, like you said, it, there is a crowd here, that, you know, the people going on dates. They're just yep. wandering in from the Noda scene and you know just out to have a good time and a couple drinks
2: yeah i agree i think we've really created a i want to call it a unique vibe but there's definitely a a little a step above a traditional comedy open mic in the sense that another local comedian kayla candy also djs for the show Mm -hmm. and as far as i know you, you don't have an actual dj during any other comedy open mic out of any open mic i, I don't
1: know of any yet I'll, I'll keep looking i'll let you know if i find one but okay, yeah if you do she, a
2: sabotage <laughs> them <then make> sure <laughs> i remain the only one yeah
1: we'll, we'll take care of that for you so it. yeah kayla she she calls herself a fake dj but she, she plays don't. plays some good tunes sometimes so. she's really talented for a yeah, fake dj i have to give fake. her that <laughs> so i I was looking at some of your stuff online and you Uh know you host the the open mic and as a host you do a proper job you get up and you 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 entertain the crowd and warm them up a little bit thank
2: you thank you yeah i've learned that from watching other comedians uh jason is one Uh of those comedians um i took a back when the comedy zone was still doing classes i never took their comedy class but i took their mc class in that Mm -hmm. class they kind of tell you about how to be a host and how to you know make those announcements and bringing people on and off stage and so uh i definitely think that was a big help and it gave me a lot of tools that I, I still use today now lava is also just trial and error as well like when you go and observe what other people at other open mics are doing you take bits and pieces that you think would work well and apply them at your show and some of it works well and some of it doesn't but you, it's all learning experience and as long as you're in uh, that constant mind state of always trying to figure out how to make the show better uh, i think you will
1: you know that's something i learned from improv is whatever you're doing do it to make the whole show better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, stand-up comedian, you're kind of a, you're you're a long gunner out there doing your bits and, you know, you're trying to promote yourself and all that, but as a host, it's so much more because you've got the whole show to think about. You're promoting these comedians, you promote yourself, you're promoting the venue, you're trying to make the whole place an experience better. Yeah. So.
2: And it, and it's exhausting to do all of that. <laughs> it really is. There are many a times during the show where I'll have to come back and sit in this back room and just get away from everything that's outside of this door here. Yeah. Um but, you know, I think it's it's been rewarding. I know that sounds very cheesy, like, you <laughs> know, but I mean, it has been. It's been very helpful. I guess I should also say, you know, just being able to have guaranteed stage time every week to, like, work on my own craft, making connections and seeing other comedians get better week after week has been great to see also. Um, and, yeah, I think every comedian needs something.
0: Mm-hmm. And by that,
2: I mean, I, I heard another comedian. I think it was Aaron Weber that said it you can't really name a comedian that just has one thing and By that. I mean, you can't really name a comedian that just only does stand up. You have to run a show or run a podcast or maybe you're acting or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. You can't just, you know, perform on stand up shows and that's it. Cause you're going to get next to nowhere. Yeah,
1: I can definitely see that uh, because it all comp, it's all complimentary, right? Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you- it's all complimentary. And my thing is, you know in this day and age we're all competing for attention mm-hmm. you know what i mean like back in the in like the 1980s or whatever if you wanted to i remember this. you remember yeah, that? I, I, I wasn't here for that unfortunately <laughs> but you know when you wanted to go see a movie you had to go to a theater and if you mm-hmm. wanted to watch a sports game you would have to go to an arena and True. you know do all these things but like pretty much everything is on your cell phones now it's all accessible from this one point of entry so you're right. not just competing with other comedians you're competing with other podcasters you're competing with uh uh other movies mm-hmm. and youtube channels and all these different things so i mean you have to the only you either have to be very 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 good at stand-up or you're going to yes. need something else
1: yes i i i totally see that and You know, I don't think many people really understand uh, about this different media competing with each other. But you're right. I can get on uh, my phone and and watch, you know, any comedian I want on Mm -hmm. Netflix or some other, you know, whatever. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't. I have choices. Too many choices.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: There's something about live comedy, though. Mm -hmm. Isn't there? I mean, isn't it special to see somebody up on a stage with just a microphone? I agree. Retaining a whole room of people strangers
2: i i agree i agree it's very special to see a comedian uh i would say attempt to try to entertain Uh, because even when it's not going well it could still be entertaining that could
1: be entertaining you know the biggest laugh i ever had at one of these open mics was here Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a joke it was some guy um he, he had come up to to do his bit and you introduced him you know you know Professional and stuff. He got his name right and everything else, and you know, gave him a nice little intro. And you walked off stage back to the back room where you, you know, yep. you chill out, right? Uh-huh. You were hiding, and you know, he he said, "Thank you, Jason." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so like two seconds later i saw your head pop around and you were like yeah what you
2: yeah, know the audacity all the work <laughs> i do to put this show together you can't get my name right and,
1: yeah that's that's key folks you know get jordan century's name right yeah you know, get get my name right it's 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 one letter it's l that's it's, it's easy <laughs> no um this, the stage comedy uh especially the stand-up it, you know you've got a spotlight on you and the pressure mm-hmm. is on can you tell me about any uh performances that went ari for you or some memories of times that you may have bombed or something that was just interesting or funny or awful
2: yeah whenever i get this question there's always this one memory that's seared in my brain at this point <laughs> uh i was doing this comedy slash poetry show mm-hmm. which for the record has never went well for me oh my god i've done two maybe three there's never been one time where that show is, <laughs> has went well i'd I never do well on those and um the way this show was set up it was all the poets went first and then oh. all the comedians followed so we weren't even really intermingled it was almost like two separate shows oh. in a sense so they and, were
1: warmed up for you uh, not not
2: not yeah not really i mean i will say so there was a the poetry half had a poet hosting that half i forget his name but tyrone burston was hosting the comedy half so tyrone did like go up and do some time before he brought me up but i was next after him right and i distinctly remember the feeling of being laughed at like not (laughs) not laughing at my jokes like no they're laughing at me Uh because this is just going that bad and that was the first time i like broke a strong sweat on stage oh. Like i could feel sweat running down my back because i was just that nervous and shaking up and i think i was supposed to do seven minutes i did like four yeah. <laughs> and i had to go off stage and it just yeah and uh it probably took me like a couple weeks to get back on stage but like it's times like that that are defining for anyone that wants to do comedy because everyone's right. going to bomb Like you that you can't sure. dodge that you can't dodge it, And it's like how you respond to it
1: ultimately decides or is one of the factors that will decide how, how far you go. What, uh, what advice could you give somebody when they're bombing? Cause they will. Yeah. You know, you're right. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, there's, there's worse stories and there's, you know, even worse stories. What, what, uh, what would you suggest the mindset be or the reaction be?
2: Oh, well the mindset would be to understand that this happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. and it can happen at any time mm-hmm. i mean even uh with me being about seven years in at this point you know i could still bomb or have a set that mm-hmm. doesn't go well and you can kind of go and see some of the big name comedians uh, i think dave chappelle when he first came back from his um his, his break mm-hmm. uh there's a set of him where he just bombed he had to walk off stage like it can happen to anybody. Right. No one's No one's immune to it. And I think that's something that as a comedian, you can appreciate because Mm -hmm. it kind of keeps you on your toes. Like you can never, this is like an art form you can just never really get too comfortable in. Right. Um, So I would say, I I would almost argue that if you have never bombed or you've only bombed once or twice, you aren't taking enough chances on stage.
1: Oh, that is a very good tip. Yeah,
2: I think you're playing it way too safe if you've never bombed because if that's the case you've never really experimented with act outs probably or maybe uh trying out a joke that usually works in a different way and so trying to figure out if you can add extra tags and punch lines to it and Mm -hmm. uh, i would say yeah you definitely have to go out of your comfort zone and with that is going to come some failures uh but that's how you grow and you learn you get better from it
1: some comedians they take a very scientific approach they'll they'll uh Count the laughs, they'll they'll make a spreadsheet. What what's your reflection on a past performance? How do you kind of learn from it?
2: Um, so I'm really not that scientific. I would like to be, but I'm mm. really not that scientific with now you it. got a
1: master's degree. You're a smart guy.
2: I do, yeah. I do. I, I should probably utilize it a little <laughs> bit more. Uh but yeah, I, I I don't really count like laughs per minute and and all that. Yeah. Um I just kinda get, one thing that I rely on heavily though is writing groups i do a couple writing groups just to kind of get the opinion of other people other comedians to see what they think of it uh they kind of help me explore different angles that may not have thought of or Mm -hmm. if nothing else you get to learn like what part of your joke just doesn't make sense like you writing it in your mind it makes sense to you but a lot of people may not necessarily have the background needed to understand the joke so that helps you tweak it and make adjustments there um so that's basically my process i basically just watch And the only thing I'm looking for is, okay, is it funny and is there a quicker way I could say what I'm saying right now? right and that, that's about a simple economy uh, of words you, yeah you, you, economy you go of words.
1: back and you go back and just hash out a, a bunch of things you just mm-hmm. mark it out right that's yeah. what i do anyway yeah, yeah. that's
2: a, that's all i'm really looking for and i mean yeah. we, by doing that naturally you increase your laps per minute and so oh yeah. yeah so i don't have like a set target of this is how many laps per minutes i'm trying to hit but i'm that's is one thing i'm looking for is like see if there's mm-hmm. anything i can do to make the punchlines come at a more quicker pace.
1: Right, relatability is tough. You know, generation gaps, culture. There's mm-hmm. so many different things out there, different types of audiences, uh, individual experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that sometimes, you know, because I do remember the 80s, and a lot of my uh, <laughs> a lot of my comedy doesn't translate well. Somebody doesn't necessarily know what a rotary dial phone is. You know, so uh-huh. oh, that joke's gone. You know. But uh, have you ever run into anything like that where you just told a joke and you're like, you know, it's funny, but oh, this crowd didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely have.
2: And like it's situations like that that kind of help you make the joke more well-rounded, I think. Yeah. Because then it kind of exposes the, I don't want to call it the weaker areas, but the parts of where additional context could be used. Right. and which in, by providing that additional context you can come up with some punchlines that really just extend the joke and make it funnier by mm-hmm. adding those extra punchlines. and now it is something that everybody gets but that's one of those things where going back to my earlier point of needing to bomb mm-hmm. going in those rooms where you know you've been writing jokes that a lot of millennials would get but you're in one of these older rooms now nobody understands what you're really talking about well that's a learning experience now you can understand mm-hmm all right, where you need to go back and add extra details to make sure that that translates to a wider audience. And now you're a better comedian
1: because of it. Now you do a, a lot of uh, reels and stuff on your Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, music videos. You just roasting these, these music video stars. I love that stuff. Thank but, you. Uh, Thank I, you. I do. It's just so funny. And it's, It's good. It's solo. You don't have, I don't, I take it. You're not performing this at open mics or anything, not (laughs) an audience, right? You're just, you're just filming it Uh and you're putting it out there and it's funny. So how do you, how do you gauge the feedback on that? Do you just look online and see how many likes you get for, for something and just put a bunch of stuff out or do you, do you have friends and stuff that you kind of show it to first or what's your screening?
2: Uh, yeah, for me, really, I just, I think when it comes to putting out content, I mean, I think every comedian that's putting out content Mm -hmm. is doing it for marketing purposes. Sure. So with that, yeah, you don't want it to be terrible, right? But also, you can't really be a perfectionist or obsessed over it the same way you would your jokes, because you got to remember at the end of the day, that's not the real goal here, right? This this content you're making is a tool to help you hopefully gain gain a fame. Wait. Gain a fan base. <laughs> <laughs> See, the master's degree is just in right there. Uh, uh, gain hey, a this fan is, base. This
1: is uh, you know semi live podcast. It's yeah. live right now. Yeah, uh, it won't be by the time anybody else hears it, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it, no, it's this is organic. This is just a conversation. So we're not going to rehearse this or you know, yeah, no. or anything. It's cool.
2: Yeah, uh, but um, at the end of the day. The, the content you're making is just a tool to expose you to a wider audience. Right. It's not You're not actually trying to be a content That's creator. That's
1: what, and I get that. And I was thinking that as I was watching these, I was like, every one of them made me laugh. And I was like, how does he do this? Because <laughs> when I write a joke for a stand-up routine, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah, it is. But that's the
2: same thing. Yeah. That it, it's it, it's similar to comedy, stand-up comedy, in the sense mm-hmm. that you're never really going to know whether it's funny or not until you try it on stage or put right. it out on the internet in this case. Right. And the yeah. other thing that I've learned is the world is such a huge place. Yes. So there's been plenty of jokes that I've written reviewing these music videos where i thought oh that's stupid like, i hate that line it's not i don't even really think it's funny but i'm going to put it out there anyway right why not and some people will like it because right. what you don't like you don't have the same sense of humor as all the people that that's are watching a good this point.
1: so i mean that could be the line that somebody loves so that's a good point it could no... be a younger audience for instance maybe it's you know something you've heard before but for them it's new yeah. right yeah, absolutely.
2: So, yeah. So I wouldn't. I mean, the the thing is, you just have to get over your your fear of looking stupid on the internet.
1: That is so big, right there. That fear of looking stupid. I I I've gotten over my fear of looking stupid long ago. Let me. Yeah. Tell you. <laughs> well, doing stand up helps
2: with that. It does. You know? it, but the, yeah. improv
1: helps too. I love uh, the the lack of fearlessness I get from that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, the news cycle in 2024 moves so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Like, even if someone thought your video was stupid, they'll forget about it by tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know, it's because some celebrity is going to do something, some scandal will pop up, or another local comedian's <laughs> video will pop up and they'll think they're stupid now. So, either way, I, I
1: mean... Yeah, I saw a video about that. This it, The comedian was suggesting that you just put out a lot of content and, you know, and don't worry about it. Uh, he was leaning more towards the you know, just throw it out out there against the wall, you mm-hmm. know, the, the really don't be a perfectionist, you know. But I, I think you've got a nice balance there because I, I just was amazed by how much of that was really hilarious. Yeah. So well, people I, check I, it out if you haven't. I you know?
2: appreciate that. But also, at the same time, I do have to kind of agree with that other comedian. Right. Because you never know, like – Again, you never know what's going to work until it does. Right. Like the music video thing, I had no idea that that was going to do any better than any other of the you know content pieces I was trying to make. by ah, putting right. on TikTok and it just kind of took off. I was like, oh, OK, I guess this works. Let me keep making more of these. So, Good yeah, I, I do kind of agree, especially early on, if you haven't figured out what you want to focus on. Yeah. You know? Try a whole bunch of different things out and see see what the audience likes to hear from you. Right. And let that inform your decision. Yeah,
1: you're you're doing you've been in comedy for 7 years now?
2: I have been in comedy. Yeah, I think I started in Winston Salem back in 2017 january 2017 so i think i just now hit the seven year mark nice uh i did take a year off during uh 2020 a, a lot what? of people did what was going on that yeah, year? yeah right right yeah, right. yeah. yeah i didn't want to say it because i don't know what <laughs> what happens like when you stream it but um yeah I, I took a year off and i came back like early 2021 don garrett was the first person to put me back on stage mm-hmm. so i appreciate don for that Cool. Uh, and so since then, outside that that break, I've been pretty consistent with it. I really nice. think taking that time off made me – Want to pursue comedy even more? I, oh, I came wow. back taking things more serious. Like right. now, I come back and now I'm starting. Now I have two. Well, actually, I have a bunch of shows now. Yeah. And now I'm trying to make stuff on social media and trying to grow my following. Like all these different things i really I could have been doing from the jump and maybe should have been doing from the jump. I'm doing now. And I think taking that time off and feeling like I kind of fell behind my peers a little bit made me want to work harder to catch up.
1: What about other? Uh- comedians in the area i like to do a little cross promotion here who have you seen recently from charlotte local that is doing a great job something that made you laugh and you were like okay this is talent yes
2: uh there's a couple nathan baker is mm-hmm. hilarious uh that's the
1: second time i've heard that name this
2: week nathan baker's yeah. hilarious i love nathan he has uh, i'm gonna I, I tell his joke because i don't want to no like, no no him, no but yeah he has this one joke it it the punchline is about nine eleven, but it's not in the way you would think okay and i was he did my open mic and i was just crying laughing. <laughs> like it was so funny he's hilarious um uh, matt christopher is another one that is mm-hmm. extremely funny and he doesn't have social media so you're not gonna be able to find them okay if you're listening to this so that's
1: that's amazing it's the one guy Yes. It's just it hasn't it's signed this up guy yet. and matt
2: christopher <laughs> sounds like a common name so i mean
1: good, yeah you're, not, you're good luck like, keep coming to comedy
2: shows i <laughs> hope he pops up i don't know uh, uh, again guys.
1: another reason to, to you know go see live comedy in absolutely. charlotte absolutely and i'm not just
2: saying this because you're the host but you are another one that i was oh. really impressed with uh yeah i really thought that you were funny i think to see you perform on here at starlight for the first time there's a lot of comedians you could see and
1: tell that, like, it's their first time. Mm-hmm. You, not so much. Like, you already had, like. Oh, I know. It's so funny. I, I, the reason I say that is because everybody uh, afterwards, that first open mic, I you know, um, I got off the stage and uh, everybody's like, oh, you look like a natural. You look so. so I was so nervous. Yeah. My wife was like, you were really nervous. You looked really nervous up there. Nobody else would say that, though. So she was me. Yeah. yeah, you
2: were collected. You did, you did a great <laughs> job. So yeah, that was impressive. And another, one more. I would say I've only seen her a couple times, but Mira. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Mira? Yeah, not. She, oh, she is hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, she's another okay. one that I think is is newer, and I don't see her too often. But okay. she is. She has like this awkward style about her. It just oh, really works amazing awkward. on stage. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's great. And she she does it well. So yeah, those are probably out of the newer comics. Those are like the, my top four
1: all right well fantastic thanks for uh for coming to see me jordan i mean this is a really good opportunity for me to come out to starlight and and talk to you uh, yeah. about the charlotte comedy scene uh starlight on 22nd yes tuesdays uh jordan runs a tight ship you got to be there at six thirty 30 sign up that's right
2: that's right because your yeah. show should have standards i hope every producer <laughs> hears me when i say that your show should have standards
1: <laughs> absolutely and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, plug your other uh, venue, The Landing. You
0: know? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So uh, and real quick, let me sure. also shout out comedians, Neandre Absolutely. Woods and Kayla Candy, because they are also two newer comedians that are hilarious. But Kayla, of course, is the DJ here at Starlight mm-hmm. and Neandre usually runs the writing group here at Starlight. So I definitely want to mention them. And then, yes, I also host the open mic every Saturday at The Landing, which is in Uptown Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show also starts at 730. Uh, that one's a pretty good time as well. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a DJ, so it's not Starlight <laughs> level, but it is, it is a fun show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm going to look forward to seeing you around and, and watching you show uh, at various shows around town. I know you're going to do big things because you're a funny guy and you're a nice guy and you're a smart guy. So th- thank you so much for talking to me today. Absolutely. Thank you
0: for having me on. All right. Please follow Jordan at Jordan Century on Instagram. It's at Jordan J-O-R-D-A-N-C-E-N-T-R-Y. And follow me, L. Elle E-L-L-E-L-U-S-I-N-A. And thank you for going to L.